Welcome to this week's edition of Unscripted, featuring Kirby Hassanen and Bill Petrie. Make sure you listen up as we argue to see who can speak louder. And don't forget, we're sponsored by Promo Corners Identity Marketing. All right, enjoy the ride. Kirby, welcome to our second ever live unscripted podcast here from the beautiful town, Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Kirby, how the hell are you? <laughs> Such an ironic greeting based on our recent conversation. But yeah, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I love Nashville. And every time I get down to come and see you, I'm loving that. So thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming down. And yes, we just had a conversation here uh, talking about podcasting to build and grow your business and brand about Kirby's very salty mouth. <laughs> so I, I, I'll speak for everybody here. Your apology was so heartfelt. I, I think everybody forgives you, Kirby. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, it's a, it's a very friendly room, and it's, yeah. it is cool to do this. We've done this one other time where we did it live in front of an audience, and uh, it's a totally different energy than me sitting in my office in my underwear. So this is, this yeah. is much more, more comfortable. Well... That makes my promo pants go crazy, Kirby. <laughs> um, well, you know what else makes me go crazy? What's that? Value. And can I tell you something a little bit about value? Please I want to talk about the value of kitchen products in our industry, Kirby. That's what it made me think of. When I think of the value, when you think of promotional products and where they're kept, the kitchen is the most obvious place that they're kept. People, Absolutely. They keep magnets and all sorts of kitchen utensils. And I don't know if you can guess who might have the best variety of promo kitchen-based utensils in the entire industry. Do you want to take a guess? Why, why, why who, Bill? Well, Kirby, I'm glad you asked. It's Bay State. They carry an entire line of kitchen products. That's... So if you're looking for kitchen products for your client, and or you even yourself, be... and you should be, or even yourself, I highly recommend going to the good people at baystate.com. They're there to help you out. And uh, so that that's that's what I thought of when you're talking about. I had a feeling you would. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a strange correlation between <laughs> kitchen and underwear, but you made the jump. That's good. So I, well, before we yeah. get jumping in, I feel like you have some explaining to do. I, I do. Um, <laughs> as always, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me. I owe our friend Joel Moore. <laughs> A heartfelt apology, almost as heartfelt as your salty language apology from moments <laughs> ago. Joel Moore, many of you may or may not know, is kind of our boss um, at, uh, at Unscripted. He uh, is very kind to sponsor us and, and allow us this vehicle for this kind of tomfoolery. And Joel is a dirty Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're going to owe him another apology. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> He is, he is the dirtiest of all Patriots fans, but I mean that in the sense that that's really good. Oh, okay. I'll explain that in a moment. Okay. Um, and I think I may have, on the last podcast, predicted the score of the Super Bowl, which was yesterday. I predicted the score of Falcons 89 and the Patriots 2. <laughs> it, I missed that by a little bit. Just a smidge, yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop joking. Honestly, it was a great game. It was fun to watch. And I have to respect 
Tom Brady, I, I think, is absolutely the greatest quarterback of all time without even discussing it mm-hmm. any longer. I mean, it's not Joe Montana. It's not Troy Aikman. It's not Roger Staubach. It's, it's Tom Brady and then everybody else. And Bill Belichick, I think, maybe is the, the best coach of all time. I have to give all credit to the Patriots. I counted them out yesterday. I think most of America did. And then, lo and behold, they, they came back. And I don't think it was so much the Falcons screwing the pooch yeah. as much as it was the greatness. Can you hear me, Joel? The greatness <laughs> of the New England Patriots and their quarterback, Tom Terrific, and their coach, Bill Belichick, who completely disappointed everybody in Atlanta. <laughs> For sure. It really was an amazing game because I was like you. I, I was – it got to about halftime, and I'm like, well, I hope the commercials are really good the second half. And Well, you were uh, probably three-quarters into a quart of Jack Daniels at that point. <laughs> nope, no Jack Daniels yesterday. Okay. No Jack Daniels. I was uh, I visited a couple of the local craft breweries here in Nashville, though, so that really? was cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you care to mention one of them? Yeah, so I went to Blackstone, and I went to Jackalope. Jackalope was really cool. Really like Jackalope. Good people there. Yeah, and good cool. beer. So I, I think I've fallen on my football sword. Yes. Um, Hopefully I'm back in the good graces of one Joel Moore. <laughs> and let's, let's you know what, let's win another one next year, Patriots. Let's get a sixth. Let's get a sixth Super Bowl for those poor, suffering fans in New England. Yeah, yeah I think next year might be the Cleveland Browns year. So I'm, I'm... Are, are they? Why is everyone laughing? Are they bringing Johnny Manziel back? <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to get out of rehab next year and really lead us back. No, it's, uh, yeah. So well, you got to so respect. I, I wanted to open up with that, Kirby. Do you have something you'd like to talk well, about here? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this um, to, to that point. So I have historically been a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, and more chuckles. That's my awesome. condolences. Yeah, right. On <laughs> behalf of everybody, yeah. you have all our condolences. Yeah. And it was funny because I was talking uh, recently at uh, an event. Actually, it was just the night before I came here, and I said, "It's so funny because fandom is the one place." in our world that we respect and like like we expect you to be long suffering if you're a true fan and it's so funny to me because i'm like there's no other place in in our lives that we're like that it's like like if your daughter was dating a guy who had a small heroin addiction and kind of beat on her a little and never had a job you wouldn't be like hey stick around because when he comes out of it it's gonna be great and so why is it that we're like that with, with teams? Why, like, I actually respect what the Patriots do because they're good all the time. That's hard. No, I, and I respect it too. And I think, first of all, that may have been the strangest analogy anybody's <laughs> ever said. Um, but it was effective because it affected me. Um, I think, you know, we, we, you know I, I laugh. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I grew up in Dallas. Um, not a bandwagon guy. I've been through the Quincy Carter years. I, I'm a Cowboys fan. Again, we're celebrating that. That's funny to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but here, but the, here's my point. At this point, I think it's two things. One, if you really look at it, none of the players that I grew up with are playing, and every year the rosters turn over. So I, it's very ironic because I know at the end of the day I'm rooting for a logo and a brand. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. Um, but I think what it is, at least for me, it's a tie to my youth. Hmm. I remember when I first moved to Dallas, and there was a small hardware chain in the south at that time called Handy Dan, and it was right down the street from where we lived, and Roger Staubach was there, and it was 1978, and no one was around him. He was signing autographs, but I mean, it wasn't like a big throng of people, and he couldn't have been nicer to me. Um, we had just moved from Chicago. I was just getting into my football consciousness. And the fact that someone who was Captain America, the quarterback of America's team, 
took the time to be nice to a snot-nosed eight-year-old kid meant the world to me. And so for me, and I think most fans, you you end up yeah you end up rooting for a logo and a brand, but you're kind of rooting almost for your youth a little bit. That's interesting. It's the same reason I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I mean, mm. and they you talk about being continually disappointed year after year, but. <laughs> It reminds, hey, I was a Dr. Pepper Junior Ranger, and that was a very important time in my life. And I, so I think it's a tie. I really think it's a tie to our youth. Mm. I really do. Yeah, my youth wasn't that great then as a Cleveland Browns fan, but I, I, I see what you're saying. Well, right. the prospects for adulthood for you aren't <laughs> yeah, so great yeah, either, it's, it's really to bad. be honest with you. Fair. All right, cool. But I hear they're going after Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, sure. That's what they, who's the backup quarterback for Tom Brady? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what's really funny is if you want to make the joke about the Cleveland Browns, there's an argument that the best coach in the history of of the NFL was fired by the Cleveland Browns. So yeah. Well, and Art Modell, who's the owner of the Cleveland Browns, told Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. When he was considering hiring Bill Belichick, he said, if you do, it'll be the worst mistake you ever make. So <laughs> a lot of real wisdom coming out of Cleveland these days. Yeah, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. All right, New topic, to please. Yeah. So we're, we're in the marketing world. We're in the branding world. Half the fun of the Super Bowl is the commercials, mm-hmm. right? And over the last few years, they've kind of stunk. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, they seemed to stink less. Okay. So... What th- did, what commercial stand out to you? And while you're trying to process some sort of answer to that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the three I loved or the three that I remembered because okay. I can't stand a commercial when halfway through it I'm like I have no idea what this is even for. Doesn't that yeah. drive you bananas? It drives yeah. me nuts. So the first one was the Bush one. The guy standing in his stream opens up a can of Bush, and the old tagline you'd hear this Bush as he opened the can, but he opened the can and went Bush. And he's looking around. He can't stop the. <laughs> it was a very funny play on an old, old, uh, right. old uh, campaign they did. So that one I like. The Buick ad where Cam Newton morphs into, or a kid morphs into Cam Newton to win the game. There's nothing funnier than for me than when little kids are trying to tackle an adult, and the adults just push <laughs> them away like little ping pong balls. Yeah, that is. That great. made me laugh out loud. And then I thought a real clever one was the Honda yearbook one where they had the celebrities. It looked like the pages were open to their yearbook and then they were talking and all that. I thought that was a really great commercial, although it had nothing to do with Honda. I just thought it was a very clever ad. So I do remember it. So what commercials in your booze-induced haze do you recall from yesterday? None. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I slept. I fell asleep early. Uh, no, I was actually waiting on pizza. So I got to watch... Some world famous Nashville pizza? Yeah, no. Pizza oh. Hut. It oh. only took them an hour and 45 minutes to deliver. So anyway, um, uh, the, the ones that pop into my head in no particular order, actually the Honda one was probably the one that, that resonated with me the most. Actually, my wife texted me at one point and said, you know, the commercials, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I kind of like the Honda one. That one was good. Um, the um, Justin Bieber, because I'm a huge fan of the Biebs. Uh, Gronk. I don't even know you. <laughs> I actually like that commercial. I well, thought that was pretty all, good. Did you just say the Beebs? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're close with him, that's that's how. Yeah. So anyway, that, that commercial completely short circuited my brain. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell it was even for. I, 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 and you I, still don't. What I, was it for? Come on. What was it? T-Mobile. As a T-Mobile customer. <laughs> They suck, number one. And I don't. no matter how many Justin Bieber people you have, <laughs> well, it's it, going to continue to suck. Well, I, again, I th- thought that T-Mobile being represented by Terrell Owens made some sense to me. Anyway, uh, then uh, the, the third one was Mr. Clean. 
And so Mr. Clean apparently dancing around provocatively cleaning the house and then exciting the wife or whatever. Um, a, I remembered it. B, my wife, somebody commented on that. She, she said that she liked it. My a friend of mine says, um, is that what Kirby looks like when he cleans the house? And she said, I don't know. When he does, I'll let you know. That hurt my that feelings a little bit, but uh, it did make me remember the commercial. So those are my three. All right. No, those are good ones. I actually have not seen the Mr. Clean one. Oh, okay. Because I am such a family-oriented person. I actually was <laughs> upstairs folding clothes when that happened for my children, whom I love very dearly. And I'm not saying you don't love your kids. I'm just saying that's what I was choosing to do at that time. I, so, was, I was waiting on Pizza Hut. Do you have another topic? Uh, yeah. Halftime show. So again, I know we're, uh, we're we're going away from a little bit of the promotional products thing, but this oh, is we're going relevant. back to it. We are going back to it in a big bad way very soon. I, well, I just I'm, it, like it seems like these are the things we talk about: the game, which was excellent, the commercials, which you believe were a little better than uh, the past yeah. halftime show. What do you think of Lady Gaga? Um, I still can't believe she's gotten away with ripping off Madonna for uh, Born This Way because that is a Madonna song. Uh, but honestly, I thought the show was good. I thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought given, uh, as I tread carefully into political waters here, um, I thought given the political climate right now, um, I thought the way she handled her form of protest by singing, um, it was America the Beautiful to start off with, or I can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. um, but she sang a patriotic song, but it, you know Arlo got through protest song, which I thought was really cool. It was entertaining. I didn't turn away, so it wasn't horrible. It wasn't like up with people or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was really good. Um, I like that Lady Gaga has embraced the the idea that she's ripped off Madonna. I also like the idea that she's leaning so much more on uh, her voice because she really does have an amazing voice um, and is, you know, less about dressing in meat, which uh, was not something I was super pumped about when she first kind of hit the scene. Yeah, the top sirloin dress was a little (laughs) tough. It was a little weird. Tough to swallow. It's like going to a Brazilian steakhouse. No, but that's actually really good. Uh, But... The thing that I find interesting about the halftime show is how how snarky people are about it. Like every year, I mean, think back. Like especially, this is one of the things we talked about earlier about social media and how most people are negative. It's just funny to me that that one of the top entertainers in our world puts on a free concert for us that, where we don't have to leave, and we constantly bitch about it every year. It's like there's if you listen to social media, there hasn't been a good halftime show since Michael Jackson. Well, because it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to be snarky. It's easy to be kind of funny. I mean, and I mean, I saw people making fun of the heck. She had like this itty bitty slight belly roll. Right, I've heard that a lot. Okay, I'd like to see some of the people who are writing that see how fit they are. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I get that. So let me ask, let me piggyback off yours. Okay. So for a while, the NFL has gone the classic rock route. Um, they had Tom Petty, they had Bruce Springsteen, they had uh, the artist formerly alive as Prince. Mm-hmm. Who who would you? <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> this is true. He died of a bizarre case of death last year. Yeah. So um, who would you pick? What would be your number one pick for, for a halftime show? Like, was my favorite or right now? Right now, next year. You're now in charge of the 2018 Super Bowl, which I believe is in Minnesota. Who, well, so Prince can't do it. He's out. Yeah. So who's going to be your halftime? <laughs> 
I think this is. I think that any time you can get Bruno Mars, you get Bruno Mars. Okay. I know that he's okay. already no, done it. Let's no. move on. <laughs> I know that he's already done it, but I thought his show was really good. Kirby, that's very disappointing. I think I speak for everybody listening. No, the right answer is Foo Fighters. The oh. only answer is Foo Fighters. Well, but that won't work because Dave Grohl is not going to go with a track. It, I, he would sing live, yeah. which would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, right. I think Foo Fighters would be good. All right. So can we bring it back to the promotional products <laughs> Please for a do. little bit? So I'm sure many of you guys are members of the promotional products Facebook group, which is a constant source of irritation to me, um, and it will also serve as fodder again today. Okay. So I saw someone put, they had a question for the, the community on the Facebook group, and they were looking for a specific product, which we've seen a million times, right? right. And they had photos of this specific product, but they took very care, a lot of care to take a half of a sticky note and cover up the, the logo of the client. That drives me absolutely nuts. Does anybody <laughs> really think they're people are going to go on Facebook? Man, they're selling to Google. I bet that the only pe people selling to Google. I better. It drives me nuts <laughs> that people take that much time to hide a logo. Yeah. Does, am I wrong here? Well, you know, I think it, it speaks to, and there's a, obviously there's a group of people that are members of the promotional products professionals page that. Um, I think the world is moving and our industry is moving to a much more transparent world, right? Our, our clients don't believe we have a million promotional products in our basement, right? But many of us still act like that's what they think. It's, it's a little bit, you know, it's like we're almost insulting our clients in that way. And I think that that's the kind of, the, the person who does that is really worried about well, Transparency. Yeah, they're trying to create this secret society. Like, if I don't share my client list, no one's ever going to call on my client. Well, you know, I one of my favorite stories when um, I was a distributor, and I had the good fortune of uh, meeting with UPS. Okay. And I love asking questions in a, in a meeting like that where I already know the answer. Right. And the question I asked was, on average, thank you for the meeting, glad to be here. It was, it was with marketing, too. Yep. On average... How many times a week does someone from my industry call to try to come in here and give you a presentation? Do you know what the answer was, Kirby? Take a guess. Ask the audience because I've you've told me. Okay, so, so I don't want to cheat. Just throw it out there. What do you guys think is a number? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Okay. Three. Anybody else? Fifty. Fifty times a week, someone who sells the same stuff we do said, "Let me tell you why you should buy that stuff from me." My point by telling that story is a good one, and I'm going to remember it. Here it is. <laughs> I just remembered. The point of me telling that story, besides wasting time on the podcast, is that there's really no mystery in what we do. Everybody's calling on everybody's clients. If you have the glue of a relationship, right. it doesn't matter. If I was a, a distributor, I would never cover up a logo for a key tag I was trying to find who the manufacturer. I wouldn't care. Because I would be confident enough in my relationship with my client. And I guess that's what I see is that person is a product salesperson probably. That's all they have is this product. They're a low-price provider, and I could blow them out of the water any day of the week. And mm -hmm. they should stop worrying about covering up the logo and start worrying about building a relationship. Boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue with any of that. Now, I, I, again, I think it has to do with with understanding that the walls are coming down, whether we want they're them to down. or not. Yeah, they're whether, down. Yeah, when they whether we want them that way or not, they are, and so we just need to understand that and and really focus on um, provide. Like again, 
it goes back to what Seth Godin talks about. Instead of trying to find um, customers for your product, find products or solutions for your customer. Right. Yeah. You have one more to go. I do. Before we uh, wrap it up here. Yeah. We're so almost at our time limit. Yeah. So um, it's about celebrating the positive, right? So I, I in my portable Google machine, as you like to call it, uh, I saw a headline that said that. Um, Alpha Broder, I believe, made a very sizable donation to PPAF today. PPEF. PPEF. Thank you. Fund, yeah. Thank you. Uh, was it? Did you read this story? I think um, it was like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was busy focused on my duties here at the road show or at the uh, Pro, Bit South Promo Show, so I just read the headline, which was I think it was one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I don't know over the course of how long, but it was a. $120,000 pledge to the Promotional Products Education Fund. Yeah, and so, you know, it's interesting. I think that, you know, I just wanted to give a, a shout out for that because I think that's the kind of thing that we, it gets really glossed over. Um, when when suppliers or distributors in our, our um, world do something good and push back good into our universe, you know, it's amazing how that's not a headline a lot of the time. Um, you know, acquisitions are sexy and all this other stuff, but that was a really cool thing and, and hopefully will help to elevate our industry. And so I just, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think we need to celebrate stuff like that more often. I, I agree. Anytime we can talk about, you know, it's easy, like we just talked yeah. about, I brought up a negative, something that, you know, was a source of friction for me in the promotion products Facebook group. But there's a lot of good organizations doing things like that. The fact that Alpha Broder, $120,000 over the course of again i don't know how long but that's a great great thing so you know you know what else is great kirby what's that kitchen products that's true kitchen products are really great <laughs> and i don't know if you know this but there's a company a supplier company in our industry that has the best the bestest yes line of kitchen products <laughs> in the history of man do you know who that company is is it bay state wow that's impressive yes bay state specialty <laughs> The kitchen's the most important room where promotional products are kept, and there's no better place to get those promotional products than the good people at Bay State. So you can use your desktop. Yeah, <coughs> Whoa, the desktop. I'm getting choked up. Yeah. <coughs> I am so excited about Bay State <laughs> and their website. I'm sorry, Kirby. No problem. So you can use your desktop Google machine, your portable Google machine. Go to baystate.com, and you can see some great, great kitchen products. And I have to say one more thing before we okay. kind of draw this to a, a conclusion. Joel, I'm very sorry <laughs> that I doubted your Patriots, that I doubted Tom Brady, that I doubted Bill Belichick. Really, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and that'll wrap up this podcast of Unscripted, just so that I can get him to stop groveling at the feet of Joel. And uh, thank you very much for, for doing this, man. Live from Nashville, we are out. Thanks, guys. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.